Welcome to the University of Arkansas for Medical Sciences Residency Preparation Course Podcast. I am your host, Karina Clemens. My doctorate is in education. I'm the Assistant Dean for Medical Education and a faculty member in the Department of Medical Humanities and Bioethics. Our guests today are Becky Latch, MD, Zane Alphonic, MD, Jonathan Gori, MD, and Mohammed Aburamala, MD. Our discussion today centers on the theme of preparing, specifically the topic of preparing for residency interviews, with a focus on several relevant readings. Clamor et al. Program Visits and Residency Interviews, the American Association of Medical Colleges, AAMC, Virtual Interviews, Tips for Medical School Applicants, and the AAMC interviewing for residency sample questions. Starting with the question of relevance, from your perspective, why are residency interviews important for medical students who will soon be transitioning to residency? Becky? Hi, I'm Becky Latch. I am um, a vice chair of education for our department of pediatrics and one of our pediatric hospitalists and have um, been involved in medical student education for a long time for 10 years or more. Um, and I really think that interviews are almost the capstone to a, to a point of the residents, sorry, the medical students' um, medical school career. So they're the opportunity for the medical students to really kind of think back over the past four years and what they've learned, what they want to do, and really put that together in a way to showcase it to other programs. Uh, and show them who they are as a medical student, who they will be as a resident, and really um, be able to, to sell that to programs. And also, especially from a pediatrics perspective, um, which is what my knowledge base is mostly in, is an opportunity for the students to really get to know the programs well. Um, my students are always very surprised that interviews are more about residency programs selling themselves to the students than the students having to sell themselves to their residency programs, which is a refreshing thought for the medical students, for sure. Thank you. Zane? Hey, uh, I'm Zane. I'm one of the internal medicine residents um, at Brown right now. Uh, my experience so far has been, you know, doing the virtual interviews last year and also participating in some Q&As this year um, with the current, with the applicants from the past cycle. Um, and for me, the big thing, about interviews is basically passing the vibe check because we can read a lot about the schools. Um, they can read a lot about us on paper, um, but making sure that we actually match personality wise with the residents, with the program directors and administration in general, um, I think is for me was at least like the big, the, the big takeaway from like doing these interviews. Um, I think, you know, one thing that I kept telling people last year, was just like, do you like trust your gut when you are doing these interviews? Because it's truly like what you get is, is, is truly is like very, um, is truthful of like the, is a truthful representation of the program. Um, so for me, it was really mostly about that. Thank you. Jonathan. Hi, I'm Jonathan Gorey. I've been involved in interviewing at all levels of medical education. Uh, I've been on the uh, UAMS Medical School Admissions Committee. 
Uh, I've interviewed for the anesthesia residency, and now I'm the program director of the Chronic Pain Fellowship here at UAMS. Um, I think what Zane said is uh, perfect, the idea of a vibe check, and I think it goes both ways. Uh, it gives the medical student the chance to tell their story uh, and talk about their motivations and all of the things that they've gone through to get to where they are and also to tell the program where they hope to be and how that program can help them get there. Uh, for the program, I, I think it's really important uh, for me when I talk about my program to really make sure that the potential applicants understand the ethos and the personality of our program. Uh, there's only so much that you can put on paper or that you can learn from a pamphlet or from an information session, but from talking to the people who you actually are gonna spend time with, who are gonna be your professional mentors, you can understand if they're people that you wanna emulate and if the things that they find important about education are things that are important to you. Thank you. Mohammed. Hi, I'm Mohammed. I'm an internal medicine resident at UT Southwestern and graduated from UAMS in 2021. Um, I think that the interview does a lot of good things in terms of deciding what you ultimately want in a program and where you'll ultimately fit in. I think encompassing what Jonathan, Becky, and Zane all said are all things that are critically important during the interview. I think most important thing that I tell people is that you're going to these interviews to see who are you going to spend the next X amount of years with. And you're going to spend most of your time working with them and you need to be at a place where you will feel happy and fulfilled and content. And I think ultimately, the interview is like a really great chance to kind of take those personal experiences and stories that makes you unique and kind of gives those program directors an opportunity to say, wow, what an incredible person. I think they'll contribute a lot to our program and offer a lot of great things. Thank you. From the readings, what stood out to you as important takeaways for medical students who'll soon be transitioning to residency? This is Becky. One of the things that I um, found very, very important that I um, often emphasize to my students that I'm advising that was in the first article and the Clamor article was, um, to paraphrase from my perspective, that the interview actually starts with your very first communication with the program. So thinking that your interview starts on interview day when you either show up in person or connect via Zoom virtually, that, that's really not the case. Your communication with that program that is leading up to that interview day is equally as important as your communication on the interview day. Um, just remembering that even if your communication isn't with the program director or the chief residents or the faculty that you're going to be interviewing with, your, your communication with the program coordinator who's scheduling the interview day should still be professional and kind is very, very important because those people um, are the backbone of residency programs and fellowship programs frequently, and they really have a lot to say, um, and they definitely have the ear of program directors. So just being cautious about um, about how you communicate with those people. And, and when I say cautious, I have um, 
I've been at UAMS for a long time and that I think our audience is UA, or it's mostly UAMS students who are always kind and professional. So I have no doubts that that will happen, but we all have bad days or we don't check the tone of an email that we send. And those are things that we just, um, you really want to be cautious with when you're, when you're thinking about communicating with people ahead of time. I wanted to second what Becky said and, and also add in that it's not just kind of your first piece of communication, but it's the entire interview experience. Um, now that we're virtual, interview experience is a lot shorter, but I, I really think it's important to, you know, train potential residents and fellows who lead with heart and really care about people. And you can tell a lot of times how people interact when they are not just interacting with me, because a lot of times people have their best foot forward when they're interviewing with the program director, but how they interact with the janitors or how they interact with the nurses on the floor or the person who's in the hallway um, or the person who serves them their food. Um, and so always be mindful of that. And hopefully... You know, I think it's important to be you during an interview, but it's also important just to be kind and courteous and to continue to put your best foot forward. One thing for me that I took away and also like applied to, to my experiences is just the interview days in general are can be pretty stressful. You know, you're in a new environment talking to people that you're trying to impress. Um, so being as prepared as you can be, I know like that sounds so straightforward, but just even like preparing questions. I remember sitting and, and looking up a lot of uh, different resources for questions online and like practicing them uh, with some of my other classmates just to make sure that you, you don't want to sound rehearsed, but you also don't want to sound like you're not prepared at all. Um, so that like, or, and like also paying attention to little nuances, like when you schedule, um, interviews, I think they, they spoke about that in the first article as well as kind of like, um, you know, like your first couple of interviews, like they recommend for you to not necessarily do programs that you're very interested in because they are kind of like a trial interview for you to, to try out how you sound in, during interviews or like, um, you know, what your communication style is or whichever it is. Um, and I think even just thinking about like the trail end of the interview season, so many people started getting really exhausted and not wanting to like, you know, really answer questions or ask questions. So just like being cognizant of these little details that might not sound very important at the, at the beginning when you are preparing, but that actually end up, you know, kind of making or breaking a lot of your interviews and your experience during the, the interview season. Yeah, I'll say the biggest thing that helped me a lot during interview season was preparing how to answer some of these questions. And, and again, in the way that Zane talked about, not in a way that's rehearsed, but being familiar or expecting certain questions to come up and having at least the general outline of a specific answer. I think something that goes a long way in interviewing is flexibility. And one of the ways that I was able to at least kind of prepare some flexibility um, was rehearsing or at least thinking through some of the anecdotes that I've had that are unique to my application. Because um, I find a lot of times that you can answer different questions with similar answers and take different parts of it and apply it to that question. And I think that makes you seem very organic, very smooth, um, but also making you stand out, which is something I think is very important kind of during an interview time. Thank you. From your personal perspective, could you tell us about your own experience with residency interviews? 
So from my own personal experience, um, I would say, number one, uh, know what time zone you're in. Double check that. Triple check it. Quadruple check it. When the time at the bank does not look like the time on your watch, don't assume the time at the bank was wrong. Assume the time on your watch was wrong. So the, the, that's um, some good tips there. Um, in today's virtual interview season, um, the time and you're where you are located is going to be different than the time where you're interviewing at. So just kind of thinking through that. Um, I'm sure y'all can imagine all the stories that go into that one, that one diatribe I just, I just shared with you guys. I will say the other thing for me um, about interview season is that I, after the first two that I was pretty nervous about, I had so much fun. It was so enjoyable. Um, and, you know, I'm an extrovert. If y'all haven't already figured that out, I like to meet people, I like to talk to people. And um, so getting to meet um, different people every, every, at every new interview was so much fun. Um, and use those people that you get to meet. You know, I don't know if I, I'm betting that we're going to stay virtual this year. And I bet we have some sort of virtual interview from here on out. But there are still opportunities for you to connect with the people that you're interviewing with. And they can be great resources for you. You know, if you are interested in a program at UT Southwestern and there's a, a student from UT Southwestern who's interviewing with you, kind of reaching out to that person and saying, hey, I really liked your PEDS program at your institution. Tell me what you think about it. That's a great way to get some more information and to make those connections that will actually serve you even later in residency and fellowship and in your career. So enjoy it. It is, it is part of the joy and the beauty of being a fourth year student. So make the most of it. Yeah, going, going off uh, what Becky said, I found the biggest thing for me during virtual interviews was actually to connect with other UAMS graduates. For me, that was a very helpful avenue to get a sense of the program and kind of have an advocate for me within the program. Um, more often than not, UAMS graduates really want you to succeed. And so like, I know for me, anyone that reached out to UAMS, I'm always happy to like tell them about the program, offer any advice. Um, whether it be my program or any other programs that I interviewed, because I really want them to succeed and I want the best. So I find that using people that you know that graduated or even just the fact that they graduated has always been tremendously helpful. Yeah, I think speaking from my experience, uh, switching, you know, I'm, I'm ancient, so I had to actually fly everywhere to do my interviews. But um, you don't have to go through some of the things that I went through, like getting luggage loss, learning that you have to carry on your suit for your interview the next day, stuff like that. But I think what Mohammed said is really important. Uh, the challenge with virtual interviews is I don't think you really get as much of a feel for the program as you did when you were there in person, going to dinner, spending a day talking with the residents. So a lot of programs are offering virtual meet and greets, either with the program director or with the residents. They often have online videos and other kind of virtual ways for you to understand what's important to that program and how they teach. I would suggest taking advantage of all of those. You wanna get as much information as you can so that you can make the best informed decision. And even afterwards, as you're thinking about you know, is this a city that I want to live in for three to seven years that I've never visited before? Uh, kind of understanding what that city looks like, what the hospital looks like, um, you know, how far the drive is, 
because I made that mistake of choosing a place to live in fellowship that was a long way from the hospital, even though it was in the city. Uh, so again, just taking advantage of all of the information that programs are putting out there. Yeah, totally agree with that. I was actually just thinking about that before a Zoom session because I ended up choosing a program that literally like my hospital is five to seven minutes away. And I was like, I never thought about this during the actual interview trail, but it like some of these small things that actually end up like saving you a lot of time and energy um, is are really valuable. Um, so for me, a few things that stood out during my interview uh, season experience, one thing is there are a lot of people that will give you a lot of anxiety about a lot of small things during that time. Um, and I think just like trying to figure out how to, you know, basically like calm yourself and like kind of like block, block out a lot of these external messages that ultimately are not that important. You know, like even just thinking about like, what am I going to wear? Like, how do I answer this question in a very particular way? Um, do I send letters of interest? Are they really going to like make or break my application? Like all of these things that I truly don't think ultimately are as important as we, as we put value on them. Um, was one thing that I, I wish I had just like started thinking about that, uh, about these things that way from the beginning, because there was definitely a lot of anxiety about some of this stuff initially. Um, and then to give you a little bit of power, I hope, um, going back to what Jonathan said earlier, is that this is definitely a two-way street. Like the program is also trying to impress you and also trying to make sure that they are a good fit for you. So you are there to, to find a program that suits your interests, that suits your goals, that helps you get to the point that you want to get to in life. Um, so it's, it's not all about what the program wants and to answer their questions appropriately. Um, it's also about, you know, that finding a good fit for you as well. Um, and just speaking from my experience as a resident during like the Q&A sessions, for example, it, we are really looking forward to meeting the applicants. Um, we really want to get to know you. We really want to get to chat with you. So I think, you know, just thinking about this as not just a, a way for you to, to present yourself, but also like what can you get out of the program as well during these interviews too. I so agree with, with that, Zane, especially the, the, um, the first part that you talked about. I find so many students get so anxious and stressed because they're comparing themselves to another student. And did they get an interview at this place on the same, on the same time frame that, did Zane get an interview on the same day that Muhammad got an interview? Um, and that's really not even how programs work, um, but students get so anxious about that sometimes. Um, so trying to let those things go and try not to compare yourself to other people and to know what your strengths are and work towards those strengths um, is, is really very important. Thank you. What advice would you give to medical students regarding residency interviews, either preparation or during or after? I think the biggest advice I can give is, I think just a little bit of preparation goes a long way. I feel like even doing the mock interviews, practicing with someone, kind of having someone, you know, at least rehearse some, some answer points for some things, I think goes a long way in just at least building your confidence. Because at the end of the day, these interviews are about how well you can present yourself um, and like, what do you want people to see for about you? And I think that 
if you at least put in a little bit of time beforehand and look through some questions, come up with some answers, talk it out loud with someone, I feel like that's a big thing that's tremendously helpful because it's easy to write it out or to think about how you'd answer it. But when you say it out loud and actually try to do these questions out loud, you find that your, your answers are not sounding the way that you like. Um, and I think doing it with someone that's either been through the process or is a program director or a, a mentor faculty that you trust, I think that really goes a long way in at least kind of building your confidence that way. When you go into that first interview, even if it's for a program that you're not interested in, you at least have the confidence to start building. Um, and again, I really like the, the tip in one of the papers that you should start writing questions down in interviews. Um, just because if you're going to hear it once, you're probably going to hear it again. And there's nothing kind of more nerve wracking than when you get a question that you've never heard of before and you weren't sure that you liked the way that you answered it. But so for the next time around, you're like, I know the question. I know how to at least think through it. Um, I think having a good place that's quiet is always really nice. Um, I think lighting and everything and making your electronics work is important. But I think as long as the content you're putting forward about who you are and what you offer and your personality and everything is shining through, I think you'll be okay. Yeah, I think, and don't, don't sweat the small stuff. Everybody has tech problems. Everybody has a microphone issue. Everybody turns their computer on and it says, I'm going to restart myself in five minutes. Um, that is that is normal and every residency coordinator has dealt with that um, with an applicant and is understanding or with themselves and our understanding of that so um, be kind to yourself don't don't freak out about those kinds of things because those are um, those happen to everybody I think just like Muhammad said have you know think about some preparation the question that you will no doubt get at every single program from more than one person is what questions do you have so have some questions that you want to ask um, and think about, um, you know, who am I going to ask that question to? That, that is one thing that as um, someone who interviews a lot of residency applicants and fellowship applicants and even faculty applicants, I frequently get someone who asks me a question and I'm like, oh, that, you, are, you are asking the wrong person. That is not my area of expertise. For example, a residency applicant who's asking me about the night float call schedule. I, yeah, I, I don't really know that exactly. So um, being thoughtful of what your question is and who's the best person to answer that question. And then also just being thoughtful about how that question will be perceived. Um, I think most of the time um, people are understanding that that students and applicants are nervous and and give you some grace and how questions are asked. But if you do have a student sometimes who the only questions they ask are about how much vacation time they get off and um, how much they get paid and do they get any bonus time and things like that then that does um, sometimes result in a perception of this, maybe the student doesn't want to work so much or something like that. And um, so just being thoughtful of the questions that you're asking and how you might be perceived, I think is, is something to keep in mind. And going off of that, um, I think when, when you are doing the, like the, if you have interview sessions with a bunch of residents and there's a bunch of students, I think if you want to save some of these questions for these sessions, you would. I would also recommend that because during that time, we're not really paying attention to like, we're not there to evaluate you as an applicant. We're there to like honestly answer your questions. So if you have some things that you feel uncomfortable asking the program administration about, I think that those are like good sessions for you to save these questions for. 
um, for me, a few things of advice. I think online, like preparing behavioral questions uh, was valuable for me because there, I was asked that during a lot of the interviews, um, especially since they don't necessarily get to see you interact with other folks and they, they just want to get to know you a little bit better and how you behave or interact um, in general. Can you give us an example of yeah. that so type I'm of question? Absolutely, absolutely. One question that I was asked multiple times uh, was, have you had like a, a conflict with a colleague or a supervisor and how did you handle that? Um, and let me think what else. One other thing, like I said, um, via the interview season, it's when it's virtual, Doc, Dr. Gori said, like it is very hard to get the vibe of the program um, as well as in person. However, you still do get um, of a sense of the culture, like watch very closely for interactions between folks um, online when you are doing the Zoom interviews or like the Zoom sessions. Um, I think if you do get a, a red flag or a bad sense about something, do trust your gut about that because most of the time it will be actually accurate. Um, and then one last thing that I had that I forget. Yeah, basically what I said earlier was this is not this is not just them interviewing you. It's also you interviewing them. Um, so when you do ask questions, when you do represent yourself, like, you know, ask questions that are actually like things that you do want to know about that are important to you, because this is how you do get to decide like what your top programs are. I think all of those pieces of advice were were amazing. Um, Althor and a couple for me, I think one is to, uh, I think Becky said it, the idea of questions. I think I learned the most in an interview from the questions that are asked of me. Um, so doing a little homework and understanding who you're talking to is helpful. Um, on the other side of that coin, I think it's really important to read the room. Um, I'm a very colloquial interviewer, so uh, it's going to be very conversational. So if your question to me is like, I read your paper on X, Y, and Z, I'm probably not going to be overly impressed um, just because I'm talking to you about like your love of surfing and blah, 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 blah. So um, that, that doesn't, so understand who you're talking to and kind of what their interests probably are. Um, I also agree with everyone. I don't think that um, tech issues will hurt you, so I wouldn't sweat them. But I think that being prepared from a tech standpoint can help you. Um, and so I, I think it's worth putting in the legwork to do things like pick a place for you to do all of your interviews, potentially frame your Zoom shot. Um, you know, there are Twitter feeds that rate, you know, Zoom backgrounds. Um, you know, having a plant is often helpful. Having a photo that can be a talking point during your interview can be helpful. Uh, a lot of times if there's dead time, then I will talk about things I see and people do that too with me. Um, you know, I, I know you guys can't see me, but I am a black American. So I appear dark on screen uh, because the lighting is often bad. So I have a ring light in front of me and they are like $20 on Amazon. So that can help. Uh, little things like that can make you look extra professional and look like you're putting in that little bit of extra effort. And while not doing that, you know, if your computer freezes or whatever, I wouldn't freak out. That happens to everyone. I don't always have my Zooms not always working. Sometimes it restarts and I don't expect it to. But if you have that stuff together, it can really kind of be the icing on the cake or the cherry on top during an interview. Thank you. This has been a very nuanced and valuable discussion on preparation for residency interviews with a lot of 
of themes that one might not have originally expected the be prepared, be interested, be professional, but also be yourself. See if it's a culture fit and enjoy the experience of meeting people who you may be working with for, for many years. Thank you to our guests today and our listeners. We hope you'll be able to join us for another episode of the UAMS Residency Preparation Course Podcast. Take care.